Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast Industry Tactics, where I interview weirdo outsider artists from all over the world. And my name is Friendly Rich, your loyal host. And today on the podcast, a lovely chat with the leader of the uh, New York ensemble, Tredici Bachi, the wonderful composer and guitar player, Simon Haynes. Uh, before we get to that, just want to thank you all for coming out to the Guelph Jazz Festival. It was nice to see a lot of uh, podcast listeners coming up to me and saying how much they enjoy the podcast. That means a lot. Um, and what a festival it was. I got to interview Nicole Rampersode, uh, episode 62, if you want to get caught up, because I catch up with her again in a future episode, a live taping of Industry Tactics from Silence in Guelph. Speaking of, I've launched a monthly residency at Silence in Guelph, so look out for dates there. Uh, and I hope to see you coming out to see the lollipop people, not only in Guelph at a monthly residency, but also in Kitchener. At the Walper Hotel, we just launched two new monthly residencies. So come check out the band and support my music whenever you can. It's always great to see you. And uh, you can learn more about all of my upcoming live performances at FriendlyRich.com, of course. But now here it is, episode 154, a delightful chat with Simon Haynes. I get into it. I lay into uh, Frank Zappa a little bit, you know. And why not? No apologies from this here Canadian. Uh, you can lean into your dead heroes. Why the hell not? So, the, But a lovely conversation about his education, um, ma- doing what he does in the music industry and, and sustaining it, and uh, his work with people like Fetus, J.G. Thurwell, and so many more um, creatives. This is my wonderful, inspiring conversation with none other than Simon Haynes. Brampton to Brooklyn today. <laughs> Welcome to Industry Tactics. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, delighted. <laughs> Did I see the other day that you were working with another guest on this podcast, The Residence? Am I dreaming or what the hell are you up to? Um, you can't talk about it. No, no. Uh, it, you know what I did is I actually think I probably... I, I, um, I'm not working with the residents at all, but I do have an interesting story related to that. But I think I just sort of, I was in, I was in a mixing session in a studio that has like a residence, um, eyeball, eyeball. And we were, 
we were listening to music and yeah. watching on the screen. There's like in the studio, there's two screens and oh, we were sick. using one of the screens just to watch a movie in the background. Uh-huh. And it was a, like a Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis movie. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I guess I was enjoying the fact that we were, um, oh, I'm getting a phone call, which I'm going to accept. I mean, decline. Oh, if you could accept it, that would be even more fun. But no, it's too late. I'm sorry. It's Fair okay. Enough. If it, I don't know if your father's still with us. Is your father still with us? Yeah. If your father calls, there's been a thing where people's dads sometimes call, and I love it. So please oh. accept the call if we can okay, next time. I will. I yeah. will. I could even try and maybe text him. <laughs> we can orchestrate him. that. Great. Yeah. Great. I'd love that. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Because I was actually talking to, what, well, anyway. So, I was just enjoying the fact that there was mixing happening and there was a resident's eyeball and yeah. Yeah. And the Dean Martin thing. And, and you're not the only person who later asked me about like, Hey, are you working with the residents? Yeah. That's fine. So I, I feel bad because I evidently completely misled a lot of people, oh, but whatever, whatever that's, isn't that what, why we're online? Exactly. To make it look like we're doing cooler things than we actually are. <laughs> um, but, um, what I was going to say is I actually, I took, I went with Trudy Bachi on a tour by yes. band, a tour um, of in California. Yeah. Yeah. And we needed to use a DX seven to okay. borrow. And I borrowed one from this guy who speaking of dads has been a friend of my dad for years. Okay. Okay. Completely with completely not knowing that he's the current music director for the residents. His name is, Joshua Brody. Do you know this guy? No, no, I don't know that name. That's crazy. What a small he, world, eh? Small world. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, you're piecing it together. So, okay. So look, <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned the band. You're the, I, what, how do you define yourself? You're the band leader. You're one of the co-members. How do you, how do you go about that, that, uh, that project? Well, because I'm, I'm, it's, it's 90% my music. Yeah. And I do 90% of the arrangements. Okay. And I yell 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, I tend to think of myself as a leader of the band, but I also would caution that by saying that, or amend that by saying that, you know, there's also everyone is, yeah, everyone, all the members of the band are, are pulling their weight. Yeah, in a way that makes it feel like maybe sometimes I shouldn't call myself the leader. Maybe I should more. Well, it's kind of a gross. Them. I don't know. I I find it kind of a gross term too, in a way. But I guess yeah. But we you, all need we all need leadership. Like Captain Picard was a great leader. That's true. He was right? a fantastic leader. Yeah. Pre you, pre the new series though pre the new series right I haven't even I haven't even no good 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 delved in but um because you have projects that you lead sure sure and I I resent the <laughs> the notion I resent the title you know what I mean sure. I've always resented the title but someone does have to push a project through to being finished and one exactly. might call that leadership <laughs> yeah you might say yeah. that the, you might say that the leader is the person who just wants the thing to happen so bad. Yeah, yeah. But they're willing to disregard all common sense. Yeah. Just yeah, to make it happen. I mean, I thought about that the other day, just like the whole thing, right? Like the mu- why we do this music industry thing, why we do yeah. the the whole thing. And it, it's kind of it is kind of bonkers, right? Like it's um Yeah. 
I was just wondering, I was just questioning it. Like, why, why, why do you do it? Why, like, do, do you, yeah, I don't know. That's, that might be a good place to start. Why do you do it? I, I mean, you've been doing this for over a decade strong now. So, yeah. Strong, maybe, is not well. Well, you're, you're surviving. A, I think that, yeah. Yeah, yeah to some degree. <laughs> um, but, yeah. um, I mean, why? Well, when I look at musicians in their seventies, say, mm-hmm. who have been who have been being musicians for like you know forty years, yeah. Um, and I uh, and I'm like, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. Part of me thinks that it has something to do with like. The fact that there's once you enter into being a musician, you just sort of become aware of the fact that there's always so much more that you have to do or that there's so much more to like. Okay, so I was hanging out with one drummer Mm -hmm. um, who's mainly a jazz guy, I think, and and he's in his 70s and he's still, you know, touring. Mm -hmm. I think he gets taken he gets, he plays in a lot of bands of people who are like, would play a festival in Europe, say. Yeah. So, um, every time I do this with my hand, by the way, it's just because some stupid notification is coming up. Yeah, my yeah. Phone. I'm embarrassed. But anyways, so he was saying he was like the, the few, he contended, which I hadn't heard anybody contend in a while, but he contended that the whole point is like, you're, your commitment to becoming a better and better musician mm-hmm. obviously lasts for your entire lifetime. That's beautiful. Yeah. I agree. Right. Yeah. And the work of being a musician is figuring out how to continue to develop even well into your. That's it. Yeah. You did and... it. You did it. <laughs> the shortest episode of, of, of industry tactics yet. <laughs> Thank this you. It's just been a joy to, to get to know you. Um, yes. No, but you, you just did it. Uh, thank you for that. Um, sure, like that, that sure. really is it. Like, part, I think part of my pursuit of doing this podcast and those listeners who go back the 150 plus episodes will hear right. that one of the questions I talk to m- artists of many different ages on ma- at many different chapters in their, in their lives. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. How do you want to yeah. age as, as a musician? Right. And, and and that's it. Like I think you tapping that seventy year old musician brain, oh, yeah. asking asking him like you know I, I I like that. And unlike um, I mean you see all these tennis stars just bowing out at the ripe age of like I I feel like I'm just getting going. Yeah, and they're done. They're right. like they're I'm totally out. Done. I gotta go sell. I gotta go be a politician or right. sell cars or whatnot. Yeah, and I think what's what's funny to me about that. Uh, the, the the sports you know how like a, a like an intense sports career yeah yeah lasts about i don't even know how long and, really. and they can't do it like me like they can't i've been fucking clowning around exactly. imagine the imagine the equivalent of me in sports what would it be it'd be like well you know i mean but i i guess the equivalent of you in sports would still probably be pretty well, you'd be pro. You'd be on Thanks. a pro team. Thanks. That'd be great. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, just trying to think of it, right? Because there's there's just such a worship of excellence 
in that world and nothing yeah. other. And I've always resented in a way excellence. Not that I'm advocating for hack work in music. I right. take it super seriously, but it's, right. it's more than that, right? It's the community yeah. building aspects of it. It's the, yeah. it's the ugly side of it too. It's all of that. Right. And yeah. so you can't really, anyway, it's a bad, it's a bad analogy because sport kind of does peter out. And that's why I've never really been into it for, I mean, well, for, for, for different <laughs> reasons, not, not, I can't be into it for any, any other than I'm, I am right. Just, just for my mental health, I guess. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so back to it, back to it. Okay. Let's back up. You talked about your just, dad there for a sec. Yeah. Um, is was, your dad, are your parents musical? We're going yeah, on a little they map. Are. They they're, are. They're, yeah. Tell us about them. Okay. But I was going to really quick. I was just going to say, Go I don't know it. much about the Toronto Raptors, but yeah. you, if you were a, say a ball player, I feel yeah. like you'd probably be on the Raptors. Yeah. Thanks. So that's all. <laughs> you're really, you're really kind. Yeah, I mean, I like, yeah. And my dad just related. My dad and I were. My dad was trying to give me a pep talk earlier. Not I love that I was asking him for one, but okay. Um. <laughs> uh, and it had something to do with because he lives in the Bay Area, so he's like a huge Golden State Warriors fan. Okay. Okay. Did and, Did you grow up on the West Coast and you you're now in yeah. in New York? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I grew I up in, in Berkeley, California. Oh, amazing. That's yeah, all right. But anyway, so... Yeah. So, yeah, so my dad is a drummer um, and drummer and sort of, like, um, percussion guy and very experimental. His name is John Haynes. He, he's in, in the last about... 20 years or so he sort of really transitioned into being like kind of like a jazz drummer in okay. the bay area Amazing. who also makes like weird electronic bleeps and bloops music fantastic <laughs> fantastic and yeah yeah and and my mom is a vocalist and she's been like a vocal she's been like a basically a singing teacher for sort of like like she was a singing teacher for this using this methodology called speech level singing. Okay. Which is not really specific to any sort of genre. And now that I'm saying this out loud, it, I'm it, intrigued. It I've could, never heard of this term, but yeah, yeah okay. it could in some way be like some sort of weird metaphor. Cause both of them, both my parents are not really tied to any super specific genre, but it's like sort yeah. of just like yeah. how to become good at singing. Wow. Just are you, to get good. Do you have siblings? I have a half sister um, okay. from a previous marriage of my dad's. Who's a she had her mom was, um, like she, her mom was uh, uh, like a per Parisian raised, um, North African French woman, mm -hmm. and you know m my dad and her were involved and then got divorced, but they had a kid. She's about 10 years older than me. And she's like, we are really close, but we couldn't be more different in the sense that like, she's like mm. a full academic and she lives in Paris and she's French. So she's automatically cooler than me. It's really, it. it's really stressful. Really I love stressful. It. Okay. Really stressful. He's taking a bite, uh, dear listeners out of a, what are, what are you, what are you chomping it's on? A, son? It's a bond me that I got. There you go. Beautiful. Bon Thank you. Um, 
So you come from obviously a, a pretty musical family, and your your, mm-hmm. your folks sound really cool. Um, how was your what was the path like growing up to get you to the point where where you are? I just want, want to kind of trace your path, like mm. the music school, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is that um, it's weird because in a way, it's like harder. It's hard to. And I'm I'm so nervous about sounding pretentious. So it's okay. It's okay. Put on your if they like if you have an, some sort of like bell. I have a filter. That, okay, put on the pretend if necessary. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I was sort of my. It, I had I wasn't really interested in music until I was like ten or eleven. But mm-hmm. how, when your parents are musicians, I don't know if your parents are no, in no, the music no, at all. But, no, no. You know they they just like. Like my mom, part of her voice coaching, she taught in our house. Yeah. And part of her teaching thing was like sort of all of those kind of like hilarious um, singing techniques that you associate with like, like super annoying vocal techniques, like, okay. like me, 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 me. Yeah. Man, you know, that shit. And so yeah, yeah. I was listening and she started, she, after she started teaching out of our house when I was five. Mm-hmm. So, so you were, it was in the air. Yeah. It was like, but it was in the air in the most possible annoying, in the most annoying possible way. Got it. If that makes sense. It was like, yeah. and my dad was teaching drums in a room. Oh. Oh, and yeah. also, so, like, so that's like in one left ear, you're getting the nay, 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 nay. And then the and right then ear, one you're getting, ear Perididdles. He's teaching, yeah. yeah, and he's teaching like little kids. He's yeah. teaching like you know teenagers yeah. how to play like yeah. boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there's a when you when your parents are working music, it makes it very accessible. It makes music very accessible to. And- you know. Did you kind of get a lot of the like your? You said your dad is a performer. I, I guess they're both performing musicians. Yeah, to some do, degree. Do you do you get in your younger years? Are you taking some of that in, like just naturally by being well, at gigs and such? Or yeah, just in the sense that there were situations where I had to get dragged to like a yeah. wedding that my dad would be playing. Yeah. Okay, and okay. watch and have to watch them. Yeah, that's fun. It was fun. It was really That's fun. That's fun. I like, I like this. And, um, and uh, guitar is your main instrument. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yes. when do you start playing guitar? I was like 11 or 12. Perfect. Cause my, my dad's brother is a bass player too. And there was this period. Okay. They used to be like a rhythm section together. Sick. Do you, do you know about, you know, the band Chrome? Everybody knows. Band Chrome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my dad and my, in the, in the eighties, my dad and my brother, were the rhythm section of Chrome for like a couple albums. Holy cow. And wow. during that time they were called the Stench Brothers. Okay. Okay. Because they both ate a lot of raw garlic when they were <laughs> adolescents, apparently. Anyways. Awesome. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. So I, I think I started being interested in bass and kind of guitar at the same time, like when I was around 10 or 11. And then, um, but mostly in a very like rock and roll way and then um you know and then i don't know and then the next 10 years just sort of melted away into 
obscurity and like bad social form because I was, didn't really Hmm. go and hang out enough because I was uh, just getting a bigger, you were just on the instrument. Is that right? You're, you're, you're practicing a lot. Is that, is that the deal? I mean, that is not necessarily, I guess I feel like I'm being trying to make myself sound cooler than, But you know that show, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yeah, sure I do. There's definitely like a period where (laughs) my entire existence (laughs) was kind of centered around watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 and practicing guitar. Wicked. Love it. Sounds, sounds, no, no, you're, you're, you're making yourself sound just as cool as you are. Thank you. Like a total. Love it. Love it. Um, Hey, um, you take another that. bite of that sandwich. We're gonna. Okay. Cu- I want to. I want to. I want to play some of your music. Okay. We're gonna tease something up from uh, this fucking weird record that you shared with me, Hurricane Salad. Can you? Mm-hmm. What do you want to play oh. from that? Who actually? What a strange thing. Do you want me to send you um, a link to the mastered versions of it? Sure. So I'd, love it. I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Please. Um, I'll do it right this minute. Um, Holy shit, he's doing it now. Well, while he's doing that, we're going to listen to Flying Home from this bizarre record, Hurricane Salad. And this is under the name Tredishi Bachi, isn't it? No, I, I sort of am just calling that like a solo album. Okay, really. that's Simon Haynes. Here it comes now. Thank you. Count to 
lovely, isn't it? Sort of makes you forget all about the war and troubles. It would be nice if we could just keep flying for a long time, live in the clouds. Yeah. What a strange thing, this this hurricane salad. Thank you for that. That we just heard flying home. Um what what's going on? What what are <laughs> well, well you know what? I mean, talk a little bit about that, but we took a jump there just to hear because I want people to know like if you're in an elevator and you're talking about your work, how oh, do yeah. you uh how do you how do you kind of introduce yourself to them, those who don't know about your work yet, Simon? How would you uh describe it? what your practice is so i mean what's funny is like i was saying about my dad giving me a pep talk earlier is that he was giving me a pep talk about that record because i just about um, hurricane salad yeah because i just sent it to him and my mom because i just had it mastered and oh sick so this is like okay this is not it's is it released or is it's not in the slightest it's not even close to being released amazing okay i didn't know that I, for That's some reason, oh okay. yeah, no, no. So the pep talk was about what? It was about him thinking. It was about him telling me to be confident in about yeah, that you, album. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm with him on that. I, okay, I think it's cool. it's really incredible. You're okay. shining through. <laughs> you, you, you know, your voice shines through on it. It's it's a unique <laughs> voice. It's distinct. Thank you. Um, you know, on, on so first high. on first listen, I will say, which is which is what it should be, right? So, uh, yeah, that's... no, no, no. I'm glad to hear he gave you that pack talk as opposed to like, to quit your job. You know, yeah, yeah. I like that. Time your dad's a, a good weirdo. I love him. I love him he already. Is. So it's he's good. a great weirdo. Yeah, I think you should probably consider interviewing him. Anyway, yeah, so... I'm already on it. I'm already cool. on it. Um... First yeah, father so, son interview. Actually, you might be the first Simon on the on the podcast here. So we're woo! breaking we're breaking a bunch of new ground here. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, no, I want to be the first Simon, first Simon, and the first father son. Come on, contact. amazing. Um, so, um, what I was gonna yeah. So what I was gonna say was, is I guess this uh, that album is a departure in the sense that um, uh. I it's the first thing that I've ever released or not released that I ever plan to release under my own name. Okay. Okay. That, that, that's, um, that's a step. That's a step because, and I think it's sort of, so it's sort of like this weird culmination of, first of all, like, you know, Trichibachi is like a very Italian was a very Italian centric thing, but then really it just became about the arrangements mm-hmm. for me. Like it's like mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to, be learning about arranging yes very chamber kind of yeah approach, exactly. right yeah yeah exactly. yeah 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 i keep on realizing that my face is completely out of frame but um to 10 of the phone camera uh, but then also you know um i really like sampling but only in a very specific context or not really only but like the, the i was sort of brought into the idea of sampling um, first from like when I was in, in college from like listening to people, like I think RJD two would be the example of sort of like mm-hmm. beat oriented sampling, but that doesn't really mm-hmm. like, isn't meant to have necessarily meant to have a vocalist or like a rapper or a reciter right. of any sort of thing, just like right. the beats. Cause I wasn't, you know, so it's like, um, that's kind of where I learned about, 
how to sample. And then I started working with this guy, JG Thorwell, also known as Fetus. Yeah. yeah. And he's like the sampling master. You know, mm-hmm. he's like sample king. Mm-hmm. And so the way that he uses samples has started to sort of soak into my thing. So it's like, it's cool, sort of like cool, that, cool. that record is sort of like a amalgamation of like, um, compositional and arranging ideas that come from sort of the Trudy Jibachi universe and then sampling ideas mm-hmm. and then trying to become, trying to sort of be a vocalist, which yeah. is, yeah. A well, huge I mean, in the ass. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, you were born to do this, man. Well, what's funny is this is speech the first time levels, I, speech level yeah. singing. Exactly. And I, I, I took some lessons with my mom on no Zoom. Way. Awesome. So after, you know, basically 30 years of, of not being down to do that for yeah. some reason, I yeah, finally yeah. Act, was like, okay, I feel like maybe I can do this. Yeah. And so, yeah, good. Um, so, you know, when you, that song, like you, the kind of like in, in flying home, like the circus part of it is like, um, you know, that's like just a recording of, a an old keyboard, I think that I had on the sort of like where yeah. you, pull, yeah. and then, um, there's the part, there's a part with a bunch of where I sampled a bunch of Hannah, Bar- Hannah Barbera, like, um, Love sound it. effects. Love it. Um, and I think that's, I can't remember what the hell else is in that song, but, um, and, and yeah, right. so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you, Bye. are you, are you, this is produced by you or are you, yeah, well, I worked with um, this guy named Ryan Power, who's like one of my, a really good friend of mine. And I'm, again, I'm not to like just tell you who you should interview, but you should totally okay. interview him. He's He used to live in Burlington and he mm-hmm. has like an insane, insane body of work. Just absolutely okay. insane. Okay. Um, and he's a great producer and singer and songwriter and and he right moved on. to brooklyn like four-ish years ago and okay. so and the way that we kind of dealt with it is basically like i had all of the songs on that album hurricane salad were basically between 70 and 90 percent finished and so i finished all of them and then me and him mixed them together mm-hmm. using like I made stems for him and then okay. we sat together okay. and, and then he would say like, you know, I think on like on that song, I think, you know, we were hanging out working on it one day and he was like, Oh yeah. You know, it kind of feels like it needs something yeah. here. And we were like, well, let's put, let's see what happens if we throw some Hanna-Barbera things. And then also <laughs> to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. There's a part in, there's a sung a wordless sung interlude yeah. in that song. And when I had it, I had it just, it was just went like, it was really, it was very sort of in line with the rest of the song. It kind mm-hmm. of just wasn't super interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I think this part should be a little interesting. And then, and like yeah. come yeah. tomorrow and I'll show you what I did. And then, okay. Okay. Shit. So Great, he sort man. of, he's Yeah. It was That's really like, it sounds like a great a great yeah. collaboration, right? Like a yeah. great you and you you definitely need that those those people that are oh yeah helping lift your voice to to new levels uh, on yeah. all levels compositionally just 
the whole thing. Um, hey, look, I that was on my own volition that I kind of screwed up the 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 chronology of this thing. But you, oh no, you you Please. said the ten years kind of just. I I can't remember the the words that you used, but they kind of just went oh, away. Yeah. But you you so you do you go to. Um, I assume you're studying guitar throughout high school and who are some, like who were some of your teachers that left an impression on you as a guitar player? Um, well, the, the big one is this guy named Steve Kirk. Okay. Um, another, he would be a Sterling, mm-hmm. a Sterling uh, interview. And basically what, what happened? So mm-hmm. I studied with him on guitar for about, well, for, I mean, I think probably from when I was like 13 to probably until I left for college, I guess. But he was, um, okay. he was super fundamental because first of all, he was a real, he was really strict, which I think I didn't realize it, but it was a huge it was huge to have somebody so strict right. involved. Right. Like, he was such a, he would be so openly disappointed if I hadn't practiced early on. Yeah. 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 That yeah. it sort of Isn't got interesting. Me, yeah. Yeah. It got me into shape in that way. And then yeah, yeah. he also was the person who sort of would like, he kind of made it so that guitar playing and like writing music became inexorably um, connected because love it. Yeah. Because it was like, he sort of like, I think within like the first few weeks he had sat down and he had this, like he came, I came into his place for a lesson. He's like, okay, Simon, I wrote this. I wrote, there's a, I wrote a piece for two guitars, but I only wrote uh-huh. one of the guitar parts. And oh, the piece that's called, so cool. That's yeah. so cool. It's called Dick Four, I think it was called. And now and he was like, and now you have to write the second part. And somehow, for whatever reason, that just getting I think getting those two things to be combined early on kind of yeah. made it sort of, you know. You know, as in music education, you normalize something like that, like, right. like so- songwriting and, and, and creativity and just build it in. Of course it should be right. there. It should be in the right. fucking foreground of so much of that, but so many people forget it and just kind of make it a, an exercise. And that yeah. ain't fun for many kids. Right. So this sounds awesome. So it opens up your mind. Who are some of the people, the musicians that he would have introduced you to? Um, well, Frank Zappa. Yeah, Pretty, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Pretty huge for an adolescent boy, I feel like, you know. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Zappa has, looms large, eh? Yeah. I, I hear it. I mean, in a great way in your no, work. Totally. In like a beautiful, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and new, new way, you know? Like, I, it's not, that's the thing about like Zappa's influence. It's like you're not talking about, you know, uh, toilets and right. a little bit a little bit a little bit maybe a little bit but not it's not as it's just a, it's a it's a i i find it's a yeah it, you could hear the influence there but it's not like i don't know it's more so than glad. that no no, no. It, it's that's great that. i mean yeah i can't yeah i can't deny like the degree to which that sort of well hearing that music still i mean i had a bar literally last week and someone was playing uh 
like top to bottom, they played a full Zappa record. Um, yeah. Overnight Sensation. And I was like, this yeah. music sounds like still like it's from another universe, another dimension. Yeah. Like it still doesn't yeah. sit in, in our modern world for me, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I, and I feel like that's a very, it's a very, um, I mean, I, I don't know what anybody else's, you know, training has been like. So I, it's, I, right. I only want to speak to my own thing, it's but it's all like, you it, got. Yeah. it's good to, it's good to get introduced right early on to like, sort of like people like who seem to unrelentingly follow their own idea of what they should do. You know, yeah. people who make a path yeah. and then just follow it. Yeah. Because he also like, I, I don't know. I'm of two minds as I grow older with Zappa. Like, yeah, exactly. My totally. one mind is like, he's, he was a hero growing up. He's a great composer, yada, yada. The yeah. other is like, oh my God, like such an asshole, such an yeah. arrogant, like turd, you know, totally. like, I no disrespect, but such an arrogant turd. Like yeah, what the totally. fuck? Totally. And then you see in that in that documentary recently, it's like a shred of like as he was sick. It's like oh shit, no, that was all kind of a he yeah. he, he was a human like a, like everyone else, and it was just that kind of made me that that was a, a a moment that I was very moved by when he's like sick at the end. But it's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a complex character, man, and and it shows you like look, our our society worships, you know, like he, he um productivity. So, yeah. right, totally. like, and he and he produced a lot of music, and was just like that was his thing. That's all he did. He was like, I really admire that as a wor- as a yeah. fellow workaholic. I'm just like, oh yeah, exactly. that, that's beautiful. Like, I can commit my life to that. So that he yeah. was kind of that was introduced early in your life, eh? This this like people like yeah. Zappa, creatives like that, eh? And yeah, and he's like a. I mean, yeah, it's like I would. He is kind of like just a a good he's a bastion for workaholics everywhere but also (laughs) yeah yeah which i totally identify with but also it's Uh like you know and and he like but on the other hand also um you know it's really hard to sometimes sometimes it's hard to have somebody like that who you compare yourself with because yeah it's like not healthy yeah, maybe not, not so healthy. Well, but, I don't think it's healthy. It's like, and I, yeah. and maybe you know, how I said earlier, I'm like, if you say anything contentious, we'll edit it yeah. out. I'm gonna go back and go, wow, I I I, I laid into Frank pretty no, hard. No, you should. Right? You should. But um, I, I don't idols. know. You know, I mean, it's not kill your idols. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, it's um. Anyway, I digress. So that's good. Yeah. I, I'm 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 glad you shared that though. And it's um. So I do think, you go to? You're obviously you're fucking working hard as a as a teenager. Where do you go to college in the end? I I well because of so the the thing about the other like how do I say this? I went to I went to New England Conservatory of Music in oh, Boston. Amazing. Okay. Yes. And the only the reason why I went there, which it, was because they had this department yeah called contempt the contemporary improvisation department and, yes. and what what that did is it was a like a it was like a um designed as a department for, for people who didn't have like the other options are basically classical and jazz yeah. So yeah, okay okay 
and and my thing by the time i was 17 was like by that time i had sort of gone i had i had gone through like sort of like a very hardcore zappa phase and a very hardcore um mm-hmm. bernard herman mm-hmm. the film composer phase yeah love it nice and, diet what nice diet yeah not a bad diet mm-hmm. but and exactly and and i mean depends on who you ask but but so all this to say like by the time and then and then stravinsky and like kind of contempt like i'm not in any way contemporary but classical music yeah from the beginning of the 20th century mm-hmm. um and so by the time it was time for college it was like well i but then in the meantime the only real musical performance outlets that i was investigating was like being in like a um i was in like a kind of like a garage rock band in the bay area because that's sort of that was the prevailing genre wicked yeah yeah um, yeah yeah that's great that's great yeah it was like and then and sort of i had one friend who i was in high school with who was a filmmaker and so we i would like make music to his films but the point is wanted to be a composer but had absolutely no like compositional awareness and no proof that i was ever that i could actually compose so so i so i applied for these kind of like i think i applied for like manhattan school of music composer program and okay some other place and like i remember going going to an going to coming to new york to audition and like just for the for a composition composition department and just like getting my ass handed to me just like getting completely getting my ass handed me in the sense that they were like you know okay so you come in for the initial interview we're gonna ask you a bunch of shit about yeah how composition works and then you go home and you have to write a piece oh shit based on this structural idea okay okay it wasn't like uh show us your portfolio because that's what it was here in toronto oh really that sounds almost better in a way probably well it was like um it's a long story okay i mean i'm interested well it was just the model was like spend your whole first year developing your portfolio we'll judge it we'll judge it after the first year and then you're either in or out so if like really yeah and i i got rejected so for me it was like a it was a big moment in my in my path right yeah i was like oh great so you're telling me i'm not a composer okay cool right i'll just spend the rest of my fucking life doing that then and we'll uh what's up with what's up with when they say that yeah no i know it's a big thing you know and it's uh, i think it's um I think it's, uh, I, and I saw it like when I went, you know, I, I, I wrote it all the way through to a PhD. Right. And there was just like, wow. my, my Italian venom, I think like runs mm. deep, you know, it's like, and, and I'd see it in younger, like first year students who got the same shank and I saw the same kind of creativity in their veins. Right. And it's like, how dare they fucking now I know that it's a dollars and cents game and they're probably going, we only have so many spots and I, I get right. that. Right. But same time it's like shit man you guys are really stymieing um yeah people who want the 
they want that they want that education they want that path you know so yeah um so what happened in, in manhattan then did, did that, that not work out you said they handed you your ass yeah i mean it's just like i it was like what you had to do was for at least for that school i can't quite remember yeah. Yeah. but it was like what you had to do was go you go in and take a big test and then you go come in the next day for individual auditions and mm-hmm. overnight they assign you a compositional assignment. And one of the other things about that, I, that I was really strongly attached to even at that age, which I'm have sort of, it's sort of not the same anymore, but kind of is, mm-hmm. but kind of isn't is like, mm-hmm. I only wanted to write music by hand at that time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Truly romantic, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. What a, well, what Sibelius a stupid... doesn't have as much charm as exactly Sibelius <laughs> did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah gotcha. Gotcha. Good gotcha. point. Thanks. So, I'm working hard tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah zinger. Um, total zinger. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I wrote this thing. I think it was because it was 2000. It was the year that um, Elliot Carter mm-hmm. and Olivia Messian both turned a hundred. Yeah, so it was like you can either you can either write a piece that uses a non-retrogradable rhythm, meaning it's like a rhythm that's the same forward as backwards mm-hmm. or something, or you could do whatever Elliot Carter, one of Elliot Carter's cool things, metric modulations. I think mm-hmm. so. I chose the Messiah in one mm-hmm. and then I wrote a, like a piece of shit for piano, for t- piano, two hands because, and, and brought it in to the teachers who were all just like, even, you know, <laughs> the teachers all seem like a little jaded from what I can remember. Yeah, sure. 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 They but, are. Yeah. But I, so I brought in this thing <laughs> called, I think the piece was called no X and Nixon. And it was like a piano piece mm. and it, it was like one hand and one hand and, and neither of us could play it. I certainly couldn't play it. And I had to play one <laughs> of the hands and he had to put the other. This sounds awesome. Yeah. I certainly couldn't play it. Yeah. That's great. It it's like, like, you go in there and you're like, well, what the fuck? I thought you would play it. I know exactly. <laughs> or like, and so, and so then, so then when I went to, when I applied for, for this, in for new england conservatories contemporary yeah. improvisation department yeah. they were yeah. like okay yeah so what are your strengths and i was like well i i know how to play guitar mm-hmm. and they were, and it was like okay well why don't you i forget how it came up but i i sort of wrote these semi-improvisational guitar mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. and then um, I had this little video thing, which I'm ha- I'd be happy to send you that I made when I was in high school, which was like, a, you remember in reading rainbow? Sure. Yeah. They would like read a book and take pictures of the, it would be like photographs from the picture book, which was, yeah. and then it was also being narrated. Yeah. 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 So I made something like that. So I used that as an, as a audition tool. And then, Oh, that sounds more your speed, I think. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so they were, and they were way cool about it. Uh, I love, I love it. I love it. And listen, it's, it's that, right. So it's like on, on my path, it was like meeting people like Murray Schaefer who were like, mm. 
I get you. I right. am. I was you when I was your age. You're not supposed to get along with everybody. That's kind of right. the thing that you also realize is like, no, like th- those crab apples at fucking Manhattan, yeah. like may- maybe just like have their own thing. And, and, and that's agenda. not, you're not supposed to be. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that, and you know, it's funny that we all have that in our educations, whether we do it or not, like we all yeah. have that educational path. Right. And yeah. Some people do it like w- learning welding and it makes sense 20 years later. It's like, oh, but I'm going to be this mad kinetic artist and I just didn't right. know it yet. Right. So it's a, and not even going to formal training. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I, I love that path that you that you're on. And uh, so you, do you do four years there? Do you kind of find a lot of your, your people that you're now associated with through that? Or yeah. is that when you move to Brooklyn, you kind of. I, I get you find many more. I, I, I assume when you move to yeah, New York, but, right? But, but yeah, but really, you know, um, Boston. Living in Boston, I was there for I think five years. I think I had stayed for one full year after college, and mm-hmm. um, so and yeah, like the majority of the people that I play with, at least in Tridichibachi, and mm-hmm. that's so like, charming. Yeah, great. It is. Yeah, great. The, great. They're all either they're all either people I was actually actively in school with, or people that I then later poached from the department. Because what happens is, like I'm in, I'm close with one at least one of the professors, and I and like the NEC it weirdly has like a total um monopoly on new england, new england conservatory has a monopoly on new york you don't even realize it oh. until it's happened for a few years but like mm-hmm. until, until you're around it for a few years but you you sort of start to like be like oh that that guy you mean they went to new england mm-hmm. conservatory also mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. in 85 instead of whatever interesting you know um, interesting um and so even people that you would, you know, that I wouldn't necessarily assume, but then, but basically like, if you, like, I'm probably friends with a few, with like a, a, a good handful of people who graduated right at the year after me. Yeah. And then they're friends with a good, good little swath of people who graduated after them. And all of a sudden it's like, it makes a little feedback loop where it's like, even, even any C kids that I never we were, we had zero overlap with yeah, yeah, that were in the yeah. department that I was in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We get on each other's radars. And I love it. I love it. So, and that's sort of part of the community. And then the, yeah, the other part of it, it for me is just like random, crazy New Yorkers who like the same kind of music as me pretty much. And, and, and right, I feel like I'm tangential. No, 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 it's good. It's good. It's good. You, you, okay. you, you be you. I'll, I'll, I'll follow. Um, that's yeah. how I, that's how I come to know you in a way is do you, right. do you, do you, do you get fascinated by, I've often asked this question. I just use the plumber mm. analogy is like, are you fascinated by like, do you think plumbing or accounting or, uh, you know, criminology has similar <laughs> kind of, um, connecting tissue? Like, there's no, there's no good reason you or I should know each other. Right. 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 It's and part of it might be the algorithm. The other part is, I think right. we just, I think we just, whatever it is, I'm thankful. I just like, yeah, you know, same. to connect with you is kind of part of it. And yeah. How many relationships do you have in music that go like that, that are just like, Oh, Oh, we're deeply intrinsically linked through new England conservatory right. or, right. 
or a fellow musician that we both know right. or whatnot, right? Like it's right. it's quite beautiful, you know, the yeah. interconnectedness of all of that. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I've remarked on that a lot. I just, it's I, fascinating. I don't know if other, I mean, I feel like maybe other creative pursuits, right? like, like, right. Do, like I don't know, do painters are painters like that. Are there still yeah. painters in the world? And if so, <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. but I think that I'm trying to think about in the last, so, okay. My great recent example of that, I feel like would be like, so Tradici Bhatti went to LA mm-hmm. to play a show and it was a big deal because he'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't bring the drummer who plays with us in New York, because he was like in the process, he was auditioning for to become a teacher at the school and something. It was like a big scheduling conflict. And anyway, so I, so through, there was this this drummer who lives in Los Angeles, who I met once, like, yeah years and years and years ago who's kind of hangs out with the few people that i knew that i know in la Mm -hmm. and i was like well maybe his name is ben i was like maybe ben will want to do it and i wrote Mm -hmm. to ben and i was like hey do you want to do this and he was Mm -hmm. like yeah well you know it's a little bit out of my comfort zone good (laughs) exactly yeah exactly it's a little bit out of my comfort zone but it sounds like really fun and and it's like and all and then and we went to the tour and he did a fantastic job, but it's right like on. more and beyond that, it's like all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, me and this guy on some level must've been destined. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. To, I, I guess so. Yeah. And I, I guess feel like so, that's right? kind of what you're, what you're saying. That, that's like, kind of how it shakes. And, yeah. um, are you DIY down to the end with that? Like, are you the one organizing that tour, getting all the, all the things in shape or, yeah, I'd like not to be anymore because it's Understood. exhausting. <laughs> Understood. It is exhausting. Did, did you did you learn a lot? Yeah, well, the best thing, the most important thing that I learned and I, I would impart this on to, to you is that there's this venue in LA called Nonplus Ultra. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you organize a show there, mm-hmm. you get, I didn't know this until the end of the night, if you mm-hmm. organize a show there, you become a de facto promoter of that show. And every promoter gets 10% of the bar of the money from the bar. So, which was bad. It wasn't like, I mean, it's probably like a hundred bucks off it, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm being sarcastic about, okay, here it is. I've made a fool of myself. Basically, no, no. we can edit it out. Okay. The joke was just that it was like, if you, you know, some lady who worked at the venue county was like, Hey, so because you organized the show, I now give you 10% of what the bar bid. Okay. That's, that, that's nice. Yeah. Whatever. Don't you but, love these, these deals? Don't you love that? Yeah. Like that, all that nonsense. Um, yeah. No, but what I think, I think to be, I don't know which part of this you're going to actually edit out or whatever. No, I assume none. all of it. Okay. None. But to be, to be completely serious, I guess, to whatever degree that's actually possible. I feel like, you know, what happens you're cause you're also kind of DIY to the, mm. yeah. So basically, yeah. So like you, 
you have an idea and the idea is like, well, I want to play a show. And then you have to go through these steps in order to fulfill that goal. Yeah. But by the, by the, and the steps are sort of specific, but they're not actually in any sort of, it's not like, um, it's not like if you want to build a table, like if you want to build a table, those steps are pretty clear. Right. But yeah. the, there's a there's a big group of steps that you have to go to. Like if you say you want to book a show in L.A. Yeah. And the order of them is not clear and the effectiveness of them is not clear. Mm-hmm. And by the time the show has actually happened. For me, in my experience, at least mm-hmm. the end result is. Has 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 to a certain degree drifted far enough away from the initial intention mm. that you start, like I started to forget, I had kind of forgotten that I, I was like, Oh yeah. Did I, did I, is, was this my fucking idea that I actually do this to myself? Okay. Because, so back, back to me wondering like, what the fuck have I done right. here? There's <laughs> yeah. a nine, nine musicians on, on stage exactly exactly all, like you know what i mean it's just like this guy got in a car accident i almost right. killed like a dear friend because wow. i basically bled him of all of his uh energy on a tour oh and God. made him drive home at the end of the night and anyway wow. like, i digress right. but it's like but, what right. the f- why are we doing this sometimes <laughs> yeah. you ask the question i know it's because we we, we can't not do it i know that yeah. i know that it's still a sign of probably a sign of mental illness baby of course you know like i I feel it you know yeah well but and and i think more like what was interesting to me about the process of doing a tour on the opposite coast is like also just that like the basically it's like you i was just throwing fucking ideas good at the wall and seeing what would stick but not not yeah. in like a, not in like a cool, for me, it was like not in a cool, it was, it was almost like a panic because oh, yeah. it was like, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to like the only, the, the only way this is going to be successful is if a lot of people attend the shows, mm-hmm. right. To mm-hmm. a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know necessarily how to pull that off. So that was when I was, and then you know, first it was like, at first I sent it just, everything just snowballs. It's just crazy. It was like, I had an idea. I wanted to do a show in LA. So I emailed this venue Zebulon because I have a, I have a friend of a friend who randomly said that they could help me get in touch with somebody in a more direct. I love this. Yeah. And then of course the Zebulon people said, said, yeah, okay. We can give you like a Wednesday night yeah and it didn't it it didn't really fall in line with where when i was planning to try and organize this tour so then so then i was just complaining to a friend of mine who lives in la and i was like yeah "Yeah, well it sucks because i wanted to do it at this place and he was like well you know i i am involved with this venue in la Mm -hmm. and we would love to do it on the on a saturday night there you go there you go so then all of a sudden me and him became you know all of a sudden him and me were talking yeah and then was like okay but who are we gonna get to do the thing and he was like well you know reggie watts is always over here so why Mm -hmm. don't you try and get in touch with reggie watts Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then proceeds like 
like, I think like at least two months of me just trying to get in touch with Reggie Watts to ask think, if he wants to play the show. I think I saw some of that on Instagram. There might have been a yeah, little bit exactly. of that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And? Absolutely, like, zero success rate. Okay. A 100% zero okay. success rate. Which hey, is- look. Applause, though. Applause <laughs> on the industry tactics. Like, you are... You're, you, and you know what? You're trying things. Would you call it? A, would you call the West Coast trip um, a success? Like, can you find? Yeah. C- can you find the positive in all that happened? Oh, like no. it, was, it was good, right? Yeah, yeah, huge, huge success. Great, great. Really, and 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 like, you got to do the, it. Yeah. Know? the re- The reason why why I would call it as a success in that way mm-hmm. is namely because, like, with it instead of it gave me i when i got back from the tour i was like it refreshed my excitement about there you go the band because because this is an aside but trinity bachi played this show that went really bad okay okay um right before the tour and i was almost like i was like oh my god what am i gonna do like this is maybe this isn't even something i can do anymore because it's so taxing to everybody in the band including myself and when it doesn't go well, yeah. I descend into a pit of despair. Were they were they uplifted too by the whole thing? Like, did you come I think home so. feeling I mean, good? It's good, good. It's good to be able to prove to ourselves that you can go out and play a few gigs in a different town and have it not be just a complete disaster. There I you say go. There you go. So my my take on on, on, yeah. on these these musical experiences, like you pushed yourself there, and I love it because. Now you know you can do it. Your frontier is basically now expanded, right? right. It's, whereas right. you know why it's a success because you left the house. Yeah, like, exactly. The, the alternative right. would have been that you stayed home, right? No, right. you know what? That sounds like a, a fear. Like that sounds like a, a risk yeah. on so many levels, and I get that, right? Um, yeah. So applause, nothing but applause, Thank and, you. and uh, so look, we're, we got to wrap it up soon, but yeah, I want yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got a few more questions I need Please. to ask you is I'll, um, burn, I'll burn through them. I won't turn. Okay. Into are you, uh, any regrets from your education apart from the Manhattan slip, which is not a regret. It sounds like more like, uh, it sounds like more like, uh, they did you a favor. Mm. Um, I'm sure there are so many regrets. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest regret regret I think is that even to the and maybe this is just a being being raised by you know in a hippy dippy California fucking town you know full of hippies and laid back people but like I I st- I uh, consistently regret the ways and and I'm aware of the ways in which I have no discipline okay. and. And I feel like that when I think about composers, mm-hmm. Zappa is an example, but also like, you know, um, European composers mm-hmm. that who I was into when I was when I was listening to a lot in college and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I I sense a, a, a discipline in them that I just I've never really I've I maybe I'm sort of getting into the place of being able to, to, to understand how to have a discipline like that. Right, but right, 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 right. You right, know, like the, right. every, it's embarrassing to admit, but like, it's like every, like when Sondheim died, like somebody was saying that something about Sondheim is he was the kind of guy who was like, well, 
talent is one thing, but craft is beyond talent. It's like, and he was, I'm Sondheim. He was up all night writing music every night, you know, composing. Yeah. And I stay up all night too, but like, there's a significant amount of time. There's sure. Some of that time is definitely spent writing music, but some of it is spent like, you know, uh, watching, like having episodes like Seinfeld on repeat in the background. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah. Uh, you know, going down heinous internet spirals and yes. Yes. And maybe different that's, time, different time, different kind of artist, I guess. Like I, I, guess I, I, so. I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, so I really it's, regret, yeah, I, yeah. I really, I regret that there, there was probably some, time in my life when it when someone could have planted a, a really a disciplined seed do, in do my you think brain that's, do, you, do you feel like that's like um in you now to stay or do you want to work on like that's not that's that sounds like it's something that you can yeah if yeah right like that's not a <laughs> i don't know if that's a regret more than like a like okay if that seed is planted it's not a it's not a tree now is it a tree of uh, uh <laughs> of you know i don't i don't even exactly. know what it, you know i i think it's something that you can you yeah. can undo to an extent or work on or just yeah i think and i think we're you're not you're fucking deaf thank you for sharing it because you're definitely not alone there i think the yeah. distractions for you know that modern day composer what is it deserves to die i think that's that the quote, right no no Who's i'm kidding by? no tell I me because it's, it's a verez quote the modern day composer never oh, dies sure. or I, 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 I might have dies. accidentally just bastardized the quote as I bastardized Zappa in, in this. This is a fun Please episode. Bastardize um, away. But you friend. know, no, but like it's uh I love it. It's tough to be a composer in 2022. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. For, and, and, and to keep this thing sustainable, like you're you are a band leader. And how do how do you that's another question for you is how do you keep it sustainable, Tredishibachi, or your work in general? I mean, yeah, well, most of the time there was like I think early on, like I was just, you know, basically paying like every gig. The deal was everybody get, got 50 bucks for the gig. And it was yeah. basically, it was just like the work that I was doing at that time was like moving jobs. Um, like the occasional gig yeah. Um, and it's actually happening again now. It's like th- that I have to start because there was a period there during the pandemic where the unemployment I was getting was yeah better than any, than a lot of money I had been, Holy you know, cow, right. Yeah. Right. So, right. And I wasn't really spending it. So like the, that, the, the new Trinity Bachi album is basically pandemic money. Oh God. Mm-hmm. I got another text, but um, but now, every, now that everyone's kind of getting to the point where they're like, okay, we're all in our, we're all in our upper, we're all in our thirties. Yeah. Yeah. People, no one wants to do a $50 gig anymore. So right, right, right. like really more what it is, is like, um, like I do a lot of transcription work for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, 
Um, I make like song, I've made like song books recently in the past, or like if people need engraving work, I'll do that for some reason. Nobody wants to hire me as a side man, even though I'll say yes to any gig. You're you're not alone there. I (laughs) I always get, I always feel really lucky when that comes, but it's weird. I I do think we kind of get put in, in, in boxes in a way. And, and that that's interesting, eh? Is uh, so please, listeners, if you're listening to this, hire Simon as a sideman. That's I'll a fun yes. thing. He'll Any say yes. Gig. You heard it here. <laughs> Any gig. Um, how do you connect with weirdos like JG Thurwell? That is a beautiful thing. Can you tell us the story there? Yeah, basically, um, when Trinity Bachi, so Trinity Bachi initially was basically. My it was like my senior thesis project essentially. Ah, which okay. So fucking lame. Whatever. Yeah, it was like when I like everybody at ten years later. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ten years later, it's ruined my entire life, and I'm destitute <laughs> and depressed and aging way too fast because of it. But, anyways, um, so you have to do a, a recital, and so yeah. at the end of your when you're a senior, so that was what I did for my recital, and then one of the teachers at NEC was like, well, like I have this, I know the studio, let's just record the five or so songs you've written. Okay. And then I basically sailed off of that recording for a little while because when I finally moved to New York, this is very New York thing, but like essentially I moved to, I moved to New York just for a summer Mm -hmm. and a friend of mine who I knew from Boston had also moved to New York and she was like, Hey, I'm working the door at this William Basinski show. Mm. And if you want to come, there's like one, I can get you one seat. Can't bring anybody, but you can come to the show. So I go to the show, William Basinski show and there's, okay. and okay. And God, I, I have such a bad, hard time with rambling. But so when the, when this guy hooked me up with this, to make the, to record the first things. He was like, you know, you really got to get together with this guy, JG Thurwell. He does the music for the venture brothers. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I used to watch the venture brothers obsessively before yeah. college. Yeah. And I would always, this music is so bombastic and insane. It like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And who is this fucking guy? So, yeah. so something happened where someone tried to put me in touch with J with JG and it totally didn't work. Okay. And then five, three or four, no, Two years later, I'm in New York. I go to the show. Mm-hmm. There's this redheaded guy in the audience, a few seats ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, okay, I recognize him, but I don't know why, who the fuck is he? Yeah. Why does he look so familiar? And then yeah. eventually after like the entire concert was over, I was like, oh my God, that's JG Thorwell. Okay. I'm going to go talk to him. Okay. To yeah. ask him if he's, a, if he'll, if he's a professor. Okay which ironically now, right now he is, he taught at the new school for the first time yesterday or two days ago, but that's incredible. At the time when I asked him, he was like, no, I don't want to, I'm not going to teach. No way. I'm not, oh, I'm not you were asking him to teach you. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, Hey, I'm Simon. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of your music. Yeah. Do you teach? Do you do lessons? Can yeah. I like study with you? And he was yeah, like, yeah. he was like, nah, nah, that or whatever his accent okay. sounds like. It doesn't sound like that. But, yeah. um, but he gave me his card and, and, and I sent him, I emailed him and I sent him the Tridichibachi recordings that existed at that time. Okay. And he was like, Hey, these are cool. Like, 
do you do arranging work for hire? And I was like, yeah, I do that for hire. At the time I was doing my, my gig at that time was I was the, um, I was the, uh, score maker for the Cape Cod symphony or the Cape (laughs) symphony. This like, just like, it was like Josh Groban. I had to do like, take like a Josh Groban piece and just copy it from the score into Sibelius so that the conductor could, I'm sorry, I'm really rambling. But anyway, so JG basically was like, Oh, here's a kid that I can hire to do some work for me for really cheap. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, we became amazing. really good friends, but the, the thing that the, the thing the, the important lesson there, I think, is that the thing that makes JG special mm-hmm. and made him accessible to me at that time is that he doesn't he doesn't like um, he's not too into himself, yeah, to be like, oh, I don't want to talk to some fucking kid, like he, right, you know, right, right. He left the door open to that, and here we are. Yeah, because he's kind of hip enough. The thing that I yes, think yes. makes him hip and has continued to make him hip is he's he's open to everything. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been a huge thing for me is to sort of, uh, having worked with him for like five or six years now, is like to wow. see how open he is yeah. to... And you've I done mean, a lot. It seems like you've done a lot. You've performed together. You've, yeah. you've you've really seen it from multi angles. Like that's got to be a great education for you. You actually you did study under him in the end, right? Yeah, in the end, yeah. I sort of studied for with under by example. Charming, yeah, utterly charming. And um, yeah, yeah, good, good. And great, I would say man. you could definitely, definitely ask him to interview you. I mean, you should interview him. No, fuck that. He should interview me. I mean, yeah, I think that's um, true. So listen, I'd be honored. Um, But look, I'm going to thank you. You're you're beautiful. Um, I really I'm the pep talk that your dad gave rings true. Just keep punching. I really admire what you're up to. Thank you. Um, We're going to we're going to end with a tune off of Brave New World, your new upcoming record with JG yeah. Thurwell. I hate you all. Oh, good choice. Before we and what a what a goddamn horn section on that tune. I mean, it, that is that is insane. I, a, I also have a new version to send you of this. Okay, okay, great. I, I great. mean, please, by which I please. mean by which I mean we're going to listen to it right now. Okay, um, but yes, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, just keep punching one uh, final question for you before we, 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 we tee up. I hate you all. <laughs> yeah. Um, Great choice. Where song. do you, where do you go from here with your, where do you want to go from here with your, with your music? Where do you see yourself going? What's, what I mean, does it look like? I think in if from the perspective of, okay. So I think, as I'm as I'm getting older and sort of, you know, the thing that happens, you maybe start to care less about what other people think a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe or maybe I don't know. Maybe I maybe I care more, but in a different way. But I think in a vague way or like in an abstract sense, the thing that I feel I feel like is the moment the the, the moving forward ideology that I have is just like to keep on going into 
further echelons of music. So like, by which I mean like, okay, what can I do with Trichi Bachi that's now unlike anything else that we've done? Yeah. 10 year anniversary coming up. Yeah. And exactly. 10 year anniversary coming up. And then like, are there musical ideas that I've had that have seemed impossible for years that maybe it's time to do them? Yeah. Um, my yeah. friend Graham, this amazing filmmaker, a friend of mine and I are mm-hmm. starting like a cassette label. There you, there you go. Which I would love for you to there you go. give us something to do. Are to you kidding? Uh, what, what's the name of the label? Have you, have you? We've decided, we decided today that it's going to be called Spaghetti Projects. Today, I, you know what? I, but what is this Italian theme throughout all your work? I don't work? know. What, are you, you're Italian, know. yeah? No, I'm not. I'm German and Jewish. I'm uh, just, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, you've heard it here first, friends. Um, wow. What's funny is Italian beautiful. People, seem to love it as are you my friend sp- what is it the spaghetti who the spaghetti pro- it's called spaghetti projects the spaghetti project this is a, so, a incredible project. so it's like we're doing and he's the thing is he's really keyed into like new york comedy okay so we're sort of gonna both be you know we're gonna release cool man people that cool. he works with people. yeah we'll see what happens so comedy on the on, on, as well on the label is is that right yeah yeah and we were talking about maybe doing some books on tape wild whatever you're gonna get the call to do something i hope wild i'm ready i'm ready when you are so look man thank you so much for opening up this was a a delight don't apologize i won't you know i will i will but i won't that's what we do in canada you don't apologize man i wonder that's how i uh i maybe i have a little canadian yeah well i was gonna say it's definitely not in new york um, you're not hey, gonna have a lot of apologies. Exactly. Well, fuck. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you. A, a true delight. Uh, so now thank we're gonna you. end with uh, with here it comes. <laughs> I hate you all, and isn't that true? Is that true? Take care. Oh, wow.
Hacha, what an arrangement, what a tune. That was I Hate You All, composed by Simon Haynes and performed by Tredishi Bachi, um, featuring the voice of J.G. Thurwell. It ties it all together. What a lovely chat. Thank you, Simon, for your generosity in sharing what you did. And um, to learn more about Simon's work, follow him on Instagram. That's a good place to get him, at Tredishi Bachi. That's T-R-E-D-I-C-I. B-A-C-C-I. And uh, we'll see you again. Learn more about my work at FriendlyRich.com. We'll see you again soon. Really excited about some of the upcoming guests on the podcast. So please uh, share it with your friends. Let them know about it. Really inspired by what's going on with these discussions. And um, we'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics.